What up, everybody? This is Chris over here at Mixed Thoughts, and today I want to talk to you about um, what I referred to for the last year as the really bad day. Today I want to talk to you about November 8th of last year, um, the day that saw me nearly take my own life. Um, today I want to talk to you about life or death. I want to talk to you about what it looks like to choose hope in the midst of adversity, and I want to talk to you about um, some of the events that led me to the place of being so lost and so desperate that I had a breakdown in church that ultimately led to me having um, a deep, deep, dark day. You see, in scripture, there is a verse that says, hope deferred makes the heart grow sick, but a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. That's Proverbs thirteen twelve. You know, so oftentimes when we hear that verse, we just hear the the beginning part. Hope deferred makes the heart grow sick. Hope deferred makes the heart grow sick. But a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. I want to talk about that because last year, it was a Sunday. I woke up the way that I normally do, and um, it was just a normal Sunday, fam. It was just a, I wasn't thinking about the pain of my childhood or the the, the, the fact that I felt like a, a failing husband or father. I wasn't thinking about um, any of that, but I was, I was steadfast in my hopelessness. Um, it was there. It was present like a friend that I didn't want anything to do with. It was there, it was present, like an enemy that somehow made sense. But I woke up that morning and my wife and I, we, we, we went to church, we got our kids ready. Uh, we, we went to church like we normally do. And my wife, she knew that, you know, I'd been struggling with some depression, some, some depression. How could I not? I've, you know, posterior, uh, posterior tendon uh, dysfunction within my feet, um, level four flat footed, um, left a job that I had done for nearly a decade. Um, and, and realized I didn't want to do it anymore. I was in the middle of this transition. I was 30 years old without a degree, without um, the ability to provide for my family. It all came to a head. It all came to a head on a Sunday. It all came to a head on a Sunday. And I got up that morning, I went to church, and I, I sat there. I looked back sometime later and found out that the, the title of the sermon that day was The Table for Pain. I don't remember what our pastor said at all, but I just thought about the fact that all I wanted to do was end my life. And what scared me about it was the fact that there was peace in it, that I wasn't afraid of it. You see, the, the first time I, I had thought about um, going through with that, I was roughly eight years old. And um, so we're talking about a lifetime here of... Uh, of what's I've learned is called suicidal ideation, and this day though there was there was peace involved with it, and so I had told my I told my wife and and um, that I was cool. She saw me crying in church. She thought the Holy Ghost was moving, you know what I'm saying. But wives have that intuition. You feel me? And I um I got home and and I just told my wife, you know, I I straight up I'll be honest with you, man. I lied and. I just said, I'm going to go take a nap. I'm going to go to sleep. I'm tired, you know. And she was like, okay, you know, it's just okay. And she was like, you just have to promise me you, you won't hurt yourself. And I said, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. 
I went up um, to my bedroom, man, and all I was consumed with, consumed with, was ending my life. It was the only thing that I was thinking about. It was the only thing that swirled around my head. Yes, it was selfish. I identify that. It was. It was not thinking about my wife and my kids. It was not thinking about my, my, my any dreams or call it wasn't it wasn't thinking about that it was it was just man end it let the pain be over nobody cares you know it is what it is you know what i'm saying your life you know you made your bed you lie in it and i had i had grown to just view myself as being so weak and um so unfit and so bad that <clears throat> If if God really was there, this one that I preached about, he loved me merely out of obligation and not out of desire. And my my wife's life was tainted by my own my existence. And so I came up to my bedroom, man, and I sat down. I sat down in my chair and um I knew how I was gonna do it. And I had peace in it. And I just sat there and I started to cry in my chair and I was just like, what have I done? And, you know, what's wrong and all this stuff, man. And I think what's crazy is, is that I was all I was thinking about was how I was going to end my life. I had one psychologist told me that they referred to this as like the fatal moment or the, the fatalistic moment where it's just the one thing that consumes you. And um, honestly, fam, I... <laughs> I uh, praise God, man, um, which takes a lot for me to say, but, um, I remembered that Joyner Lucas, there's a rapper named Joyner Lucas. He has a song and the number for that song is a suicide outline. And I played that song three times and I just was like coaching myself on the fact that if I did this, the words in Joyner's song is what my family would be saying to me. And if I went through with this, that, like, I wouldn't have any words to give to my wife or to console her, you know? Like, if I did it and, and I just sat there in my chair and I listened to the song on repeat, the song on repeat, the song on repeat, man. And then there's a, a, a Christian guy by the name of, I believe it's uh, uh, Jake Hamilton, and he has a song called Embrace. And I, I listened to this song, man, and he says, I want to feel your embrace. I want to feel your arms around me. I want to feel your heart beating next to mine. And then he says in the song, I hear a voice and it's telling me it's all going to be okay. 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 After a few moments, I, I got up from my chair, tears in my eyes. I lay down on my bed, and I kind of made a playlist that went back and forth between Jordan Lucas's song and the song Embrace. And I took a nap, and I woke up 45 minutes later, and I said, man, that was too close. That was too close. My wife got home, and I immediately told her what happened. Told her how close it was, and I said, I need to make some changes. I need to do some things, and I really, I learned that, you know, if you let it, your inner darkness 
It will become all-consuming. And it will pull you to a place of isolation. To where it will desolate and decimate everything within you. Leaving you hopeless and broken. Wondering which way is up and which way is down. You know, I think in deep sea divers, you know, and I've heard that you can dive to a depth and, and some divers will get so deep and it's so dark that they'll, they'll become confused on which way is up and which way is down. And they'll begin actually swimming towards the bottom, though they believe they are swimming towards the top. Think about that. Think about that. Pursuing what will kill you. Ultimately thinking that it will bring you peace in life. Now you might say, man, that's awfully heavy for, for a first podcast. That's awfully heavy for for your first you know session. But honestly, this, this podcast I think is more so um, in the introductory going to be for me and for, for peace. Um, for me to process and I want to talk to you about the last year of my life. In the last year of my life, um, I have known, actually known two people that have gone through and committed suicide. Another person that struggles with it, thankfully, has not, has not committed, has not tried. I have met people who their mental health is waning under the weight of, of covid and of jobs, and of their position, and of their pain, and of their childhood. I've heard people say, well, just ignore it, you know what I'm saying? Your childhood is your childhood. Let it be there. Let it be where it was. Let it let it be in the past. But man, I'm telling you, some of us, we ought to learn some things. So today, man, I, I want to talk to y'all, and this might be the first of several but just some of the things that I've learned in the past year, in the past year. And I, I think the first thing that I learned in the last year is the need for hope. The need for hope. Now, I don't, I don't mean hope in the sense of like a Sunday morning preacher make me feel good kind of a hope. I don't mean uh, hope in that. I, I think of, of hope as an expectant optimism of what is to come an expectant optimism of what is to come you see some of us have a natural uh, proclivity if you will for for diving into you know we think that the next thing coming is going to be bad right that you know um anything that can go wrong will go wrong that you know like if if enough good things are going it just means something bad is coming you feel me you're you you go on you're excited for vacation um because you know you get to leave on friday but friday comes and you're not even thinking about the vacation you're thinking about the fact that you got to go back to work in two days right you're you're not you're not even anticipating the excitement of what you're going to get experience you don't have hope at all you're just kind of like well i got to go back in a few days and I, I think that for for us as as humans maintaining that ability to have hope is such a pivotal thing in your life in a real practical tangible 
factual way, not in just a, a um, an ethereal or a philosophical way, not in a way of like, you know, well, yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm going to hit the, I'm going to hit the lottery one day or, or yeah, yeah, my boss is going to give me a pay raise that's going to take me over 200,000 a year, you know, um, or even a hundred thousand or even 50,000 or 20. It's, it's, it's not, it's not an abstract idea. I'm presenting to you the idea of hope as a tangible thing, right? That you choose when you get up in the morning. You choose when you get up in the morning to be hopeful. Now, for me as a Christian, and I would submit to anybody, right? That ultimately my hope is in God. My hope is in Christ. He is unwavering. Scripture says he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So ultimately, I have to have my hope in him. Right. I can't have my hope in any deviant. Right. I can't have my hope in any outsider thing. I have to have my hope in him. But if we don't really like pay attention to what that looks like, you feel me? If we don't really understand what hope looks like in my life, when I wake up in the morning, am I choosing to think about the good that could happen today? And I mean, am I making a conscious effort? Or am I just saying, ah, oh, what way is the man going to stick it to me today? Or, oh, today is going to suck. You know what I'm saying? Like, what way do you approach the beginning of your day? Because you will find that, especially in the mental health game, but just on a professional level, that if you are an individual that goes out and you are pessimistic at every turn and you are just expecting the bad, Man, a lot of times you will nullify the ability to see advancement and nullify the ability to see growth by your own hands, right? Like, you know, we're supposed to, you know, prune rose bushes to see growth. But if you just constantly prune, always, you're just out there constantly snipping and you don't water, you don't provide the nutrients, you don't encourage life then ultimately you're going to let you're going to end up with with nothing but what man with nothing but um a root ball at the bottom uh uh with nothing but um potential oh to reduce a life to nothing more than potential to reduce your life to what could have been or should have been all because you were unwilling Unwilling to choose hope, family. To choose hope, family. We must choose. We must choose hope. That is it. We cannot lose it, right? Hope in Christ. Hope in a better thing, right? Scripture. Scripture tells us in all the different ways. Like, okay, so you got messed over. All right. Well, the, the God is able to to take everything that the devil meant for evil and turn it to good according to His will, right? Obviously, there's according to His will, but like. There is hope there. I think that too many Christians, too many folks, will say that they are operating out of wisdom when actually they're operating out of fear, right? I'm scared to do X, Y, or Z. I'm scared to speak up at work. I'm scared to tell someone I believe. I'm scared to be optimistic because everybody else around me hates their job. I'm scared to admit that pineapple belongs on pizza, Because, amen, it does. I'm scared to admit that it's okay to have more than four Oreos. I'm scared to admit that, that, that I can be happy and I don't have to be sad. I don't have to be hopeless. 
I don't have to be inferior and think myself lesser than just because my mother, my father, my brother, my co-workers, my family, my wife, my husband, just because people around me might think those things. So today, family, on this first, uh, this, this, this first podcast of Mixed Thoughts, Today's, uh, today's title is Life or Death because it really is a choice. It is a choice. And when I say life and, and we, when we, we continue to dive into this thing of, of choosing life, we are not merely talking about choosing life as in I want to live till I'm 75, right? But Christ came to give us life and life more abundant. That more abundant life. What is that? And I would submit to you. I would concede. That the foundation to that life. Is hope and faith in Christ. Hope family. Choosing to be optimistic. Choosing to have that expectant optimism. On what is to come. Knowing That though the sun may set, it will rise again. Though the storm may come, the clouds will dissipate, right? Knowing, 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 knowing that hope, hope, hope deferred makes a heart grow sick. But a longing fulfilled, well, that's something to talk about. Thank you very much, family, for joining this, for me, my very first podcast. Uh, Hopefully, I'm going to be able to do more. Um, This will be just one of the intro section on life or death. This is purely talking about hope and the power that I believe it can have in your life if you so choose and if you let it. Much love, family. Thank you.